Hey guys, what's up to Periscope? I see Mixer, I see Facebook, I see dlive.tv slash the hate report. Nice. And YouTube is live and Twitch should be connecting soon. This is the hate report. It is Sunday, June 7th, 2020. Happy birthday, Freddy. I know a guy whose birthday it is. Nice. Actually, I may know a couple people whose birthday it is. Happy birthday. Um, it's five minutes till the 9 a.m. hour here in Los Angeles. I am James Hake, and I'm going to be interviewing a very interesting person. But first, since we're here and it's early, and we are going to be connecting with him. We should be connecting with him. But I want to play for you, and we are on Twitch. What's up? A hey, spoiler alert. Thank you to Jib Jab for the super chat already. I'm going to be connecting with Jeff Charles soon. So hang tight, guys. But first, let me show you some interesting footage from a funeral that took place yesterday with a very famous figure who is more famous in his death than in his life. And that would be George Floyd, who died in Minneapolis. There was a funeral for him um, with the relatives of his, you know, his relatives in North Carolina. Check this out. I think this is his stepmother or wife or mother. I think stepmother. But it's hard to tell. <laughs> Here it is. I stand in for the Floyd family. I'm George Perry Floyd's senior wife. And I thank God for my Floyd family. Everybody been talking about everything else. But this family is a kind, loving, they love everybody. Amen? Amen? And I'm not the one to preach, but I come to tell you today that God is on our side. I don't know about you out there, but God is on our side, praise Can I get a witness here? And I'm going to tell you something. We're bringing back love back in the universe. With my baby, good God Almighty, y'all better come over here. I don't know about you. Y'all better clap them hands, cause God, God, you know what God did? He told us to go back to our first Lord, which is Jesus. And I guarantee you that George Floyd Jr. He upon love back in the universe. And why are we doing that? He said, go back and begin to pray. And that's Matthew 17 and 21. Some things only come by fact and prayer. <laughs> oh, it cut off? Did we? Oh, darn. But it was, you got the gist of it. You got the gist of it. It cut off, huh? Yeah, let's finish it if you can. Beautiful. Troubles and trial seem more than you and you and you can bear. God said He would make me. Beautiful. That's the stepmother or mother. I think it's stepmother. 
Wasn't that sweet? <laughs> I just I had to show that to you. I was laughing when I saw that. And here's, you know, we have a we have like a minute or so, and I don't know if we, have we connected yet. We have a minute or so, and we're still connecting with this Jeff Charles guy. So let me show you a little bit more, and I will be taking your calls to 888-775-3773. Here's more of them carrying on shortly after that. You see her, well, if you're listening to the podcast, you just have to hear me. I'm, I'm going to tell you what's going on. She's dancing along with the other black Christian ladies all dressed in white at this funeral. Watch this. <laughs> Continue to carry on. I don't know if that's normal for a black funeral. That's North Carolina. I did not attend. This is. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you, Blacks. <laughs> That's how Joel grew up. Joel Friday here. No, I don't think so. No. He grew up in a he grew up in a white church. Uh, it was all races in Covina, right? Yeah. Covina? Yeah. yeah, big church. Beautiful. Are we connected? 
Okay. Okay, cool. So, Nick is going to be taking your calls. He's screening. I don't know where Jeff Charles is, if he's trying to connect or, or what's going on. But Jeff Charles is a um, black conservative guy who's co- supposed to come on the show to talk with me about... I got in a fight with him over... I said blacks don't care about black-on-black crime because he wrote an article saying that. And he was talking about how people are trying to demonize people like uh, Ahmaud Arbery and others, maybe George Floyd. George Floyd case hadn't happened yet. This was May 21st, I think. And we're going to talk about so-called racism and the destruction in the black community. We got in a fight a little bit about Jesse Lee Peterson. So I'm just going to get a brief thing about Jesse Lee Peterson and what he thinks. And um, it's going to be fun. If we have time, we will take calls, including with the guest. Make sure, by the way, and I will be take. I have my second favorite caller on the line. Make sure to catch Jess- Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. Rebuildingtheman.com slash church. Every Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 Eastern, which is 1 Central Time. My show is one hour here on Sundays anyways. Make sure you subscribe to Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel and like the Bond Rebuilding the Man Facebook page. That's Jesse Lee Peterson's church slash nonprofit. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about this guy, just in case. He said he prefers Zoom, so should be good to do it as opposed to doing Skype. I also gave him a phone number that he can call if, he, if he's having trouble with Zoom. But anyways, um, he's a writer for redstate.com, which I kind of consider a rhino outlet. Wasn't that guy, that fatter white guy, wasn't he the founder of Red State? When it, he was a never-Trumper, but he changed his mind. I think he's now v- pro-Trump. So maybe I'm mean and calling unfair and calling it a rhino outlet. He also writes for LibertyNation.com. Conservative. He black. Um, recent articles includes AOC fights racism with racism? <laughs> oh, he'll be right there. He'll be right here. Don't sweat it, guys. He will be right here. So, show a picture of him just so you can see in the little intro thing. So he does believe in racism. And, uh, He also wrote an article, Why the Progressive Left Loves Riots in Black Communities. And I think that he means that he wants that, no, not he wants, but the progressives, the liberals, which he doesn't support them, at least not the far left, the Marxists, they love blacks to stay poor, was his point with that article. And he also has an article called, Watch White, Hashtag Black Lives Matter Protesters Attack a Black Police Officer. You may have seen that, I don't know, if you kept, kept up with it. Attorney General Barr threatens action against Marxist groups co-opting the George Floyd protests is another piece by him. And, yeah, they are. But it's, you know, the George Floyd Floyd protests, in my opinion, are Marxist themselves. (laughs) That means to say communist, anti-America, anti-white, anti-justice, all that stuff. And he also says how racist Antifa thugs are skewing the media narrative against Minneapolis protesters. Which is true. That's true. But the Minneapolis protesters don't really have a leg to stand on either. And uh, a couple weeks ago, his, his article, which I debated with him a little bit about, Conservative Inc. continues 
to pretend that black Americans don't care about quote-unquote black-on-black crime. And there's some background on him, pretty interesting. I'll allow him to tell it to you if and when he connects. But in the meantime, since you guys are here on the lines, and once I get to him, it'll be, it'll be a little while before I'm able to get to calls because I want to get through a lot with him. There's a lot I want him to react to and want to hear what he actually thinks. But anyways, let me get to my second favorite caller in the meantime. Earl from Michigan. Earl, how are you doing? Hola, buenos dias. Hola. Senor Hake. Buenos dias, Senor Earl from Michigan. Um, for, first and foremost, uh, uh, your talk with uh, Jill of Arizona. Yeah. Uh, Jill was right. No, he wasn't. About a lot of things she was saying. Uh, no, he wasn't, Earl. Uh, in, in, he was not right. And in fact, he contradicted himself, I noticed. He's, he used to be saying that less than 2% of, of blacks commit violent crimes. And then on Friday, he said point something percent of blacks commit violent crimes. So I'm like, well, I guess that's... I guess that would still be less than two percent. <laughs> yes, that would. So, but hey, Earl, Earl, but that he's not right about that. He is a Jesse hater. He is an intellectual, and he doesn't. Um, he has this fake care, which is a mother type care for black people, which is nice. You know, he wants to raise the kids right, which is right, but he's missing something, and he thinks that Jesse is a false Christian. And he's a Jesse hater. You can hear it in his voice. He's a bitter Jesse hater. And he's unhealthy. And Jesse's a healthy, happy, full of love, everything that he says is love. And um, so you guys are wrong, and Jesse's right. And on top of that, he's a sucker. Are you still there, Earl? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, I appreciate I'm that. Just, uh, he, on I top of that, hold up, on, uh, real quick. I'm waiting until you finish. Appreciate that. On top of that, he's a sucker because, uh, I lost my point. <laughs> uh, he's a sucker. That, that's enough. <laughs> Go ahead, Earl. Yeah, for the, for the most part, uh, you have nothing to fall back on. The, um, other thing is that he's correct about, uh, like I said, what he said. What, what did he say that he's correct about? What I, what I was disturbed about what you said was that you went to his affliction to justify him holding Jesse to the fire, which had nothing to do with his affliction. Dr. Hake? Dr. Hake. <laughs> so I was uh, thoroughly disturbed that you would co- co- uh, correlate and stroke with with, uh, with anger? holding Jesse, Jesse to the fire. Uh, so you missed the point Into of it. To the fire. You missed the point huh? of it. You missed the point of it. I brought up his affliction because that is um, relevant to his anger. He said... Not necessarily. Yes, it is, that's necessarily. Your, that's your assumption. No, it's not. He admitted, uh, he, he, admitted he has stress. 
tell. You can have stress. That's anger. Uh, a lot of a lot of people have stress. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, uh, but uh, Doctor Hate <laughs> uh, to 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 uh, then diagnose just because he has stroke is the single cause of why he has a stroke is a leap. You no, no, he told history. us. He you told us why. Him? No, he told us why. He said, I'm stressed out. I've been trying to be all things to all people, running a business, family, all this stuff. And that doesn't come from a healthy outlook. It doesn't come healthy outlook. That's a, that's a liberal word, right? That comes from anger. He, he's a, and he doesn't realize that that comes from anger. No, that comes from stress. Stress is not anger. Yeah, when uh, you react that badly to stress that you have a stroke, that comes from anger, man. No, that comes from pressure. Stroke is no. Is you can not ha- handling you, pressure well. Yeah, uh, not handling the, pressure uh, well. That's anger. No, that's what you call anger. Yeah, anger being mad at something. Huh? Uh, and that's not the yes uh, anger. You you miss you misinterpret a lot of things because you want to. Back up whatever Jesse said. He's mad at his stress. And, if, and uh, hey, Earl. So you wrong on, on a lot of different counts. Uh, well, anybody can. Any you can be an intellectual and you know rationalize anything that you want to believe, but just look at these people. And by the way, Jeff will be connecting soon, guys. Uh, he's just having trouble with his computer. Uh, just look at how loving and. Perfect, Jess, Jesse Lee Peterson acts. And honest, oh yeah, he's a sucker because he won't go to Jesse with this stuff. He's like, I tried. But he comes to me like, please. Like I'm supposed to defend the things that Jesse says when I don't know what Jesse knows. I don't have his mind. So I can only defend the way that I see it. But he's being yeah, a sucker. The biggest, you're the biggest Jesse defender I've ever known. Thank you. Wow, uh, nice. You're the... You're the biggest lackey for <laughs> Jesse. You hang on his every word. He's your cult leader. No. Uh, well, hey, Jesse hey, said Earl. Must be Earl. true. Hey, Earl. Hey, you all calling him perfect. How do you know he's perfect? Well, I mean, he said he's perfect. you he's your God or something? No, I mean, we're supposed to be perfect. You know that's in the Bible, we're right? We're supposed to be. Yes, sir. That's the stupidest uh, reason you got. I thought... Uh, all the errors and mistakes Jesse's made, and you... And you still blindly call them perfect. How stupid can you be? Calm down, man. <laughs> uh, the Bible says, be perfect. Jesus said it. So it's a fact. Earl. Yes, be perfect. Yeah. Now. Sometimes it takes a while to get perfect. You know, instantaneously change to perfect. Uh, yeah, he's, okay, so. Learn something. What do you call me? <laughs> uh, what did you call me? Something head? Knucklehead. Knucklehead. Nice. Well, man. But the, you, you but, and uh, you and uh, you and Joe can suffer and die. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can follow. You can follow Jesse straight to hell because you believe every every word he says. You know. Question. Hey, Earl. So you, do you, uh, Earl? That's a good point. So do you you agree with Jesse then when Jesse says, "Don't follow me. I'm not your leader." Don't believe what I say. Know for yourself. You agree with Jesse when he says those things? No, I don't. Because then what? he contradicts what the says, himself and says, uh, I'm telling you, don't do that. Do, do this. Don't do that. But You're never but happy. Yeah, he's talking, don't believe what I'm saying. 
But don't do what I, I don't. If you do what I, if you don't do what I say, suffer in that because you're supposed to do what I say, but don't do what I say. <laughs> How stupid and contradictory can you be? You're a sucker. You're never happy. No, Remind I'm me just, of my I'm wife just, if I had one. I'm just exposing <laughs> you for the hypocrites you and Jesse are. No, I mean, you're, you're a hypocrite. You're not your even. You're not happy if I follow Jesse, and you're, which I shouldn't do, right? And you're I'm not, not happy, happy if if Jesse tells people you, not to follow. What you do that <laughs> makes me happy or sad? Huh? I just point it out. No, Netflix, but you're. That? Whatever. All right, Earl. Nice talking with you. Adios. Adios, amigos. All right. Take care. I'm going to get to Art and the rest of the callers, but I have with me a special guest. Appreciate you guys joining, and appreciate you joining. This is none other than Jeff Charles. And uh, I told you guys, I think, his, he's on Twitter, at Jeff on the right, a writer for Red State and for LibertyNation.com, for both of those. Conservative, and he's black. And a quick background, I happened across his tweets May 21st um, saying people are trying to smear Ahmaud Arbery and other supposed black victims in order to justify statist violence, which is police or, you know, the government. So he shared this article, Conservative Inc. pretends pretends that blacks don't care about black-on-black crime. I told him they don't and neither do you. I I told him that, right? And he said, that's rich coming from someone who works for Jesse Lee Peterson. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, ah, Jesse hater. I rest my case. And he goes, no, unlike Jesse, I actually like black people. <laughs> and I said, no, you don't. You're fake. And he said, you work for a dude who says white people build, blacks destroy. Why are you even pretending to care? And I said, your type of care, quote unquote, is enabling more destruction. Jesse's right. And it went on and on. It was a great discussion. So I have Joel Friday here moderating, making sure I don't cut him off too much. And or get hung up too long on any one subject because I have a lot to get through. It's 17 after, and we have only until 9, I mean, 10, <laughs> my time, which would be 1 central time, 2 eastern. No, I don't know. N- anyways, noon central. <laughs> so anyways, rega- quickly, hey, uh, Jeff Charles, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, James? I'm doing well as well. Thank you for joining. I appreciate this. Good. I, I appreciate it, too. I think we'll have a good conversation. Quick question on the riots and the protests that are going on. I know you're going to be um, not supporting necessarily, but going attending a Black Lives Matter rally over there, I think in Austin or wherever you are in Texas. Yes. And do you see this, these protests around the country and in some cases rioting and looting as an escalated attempt to, like, overthrow decency and and just justice in America um, that even this for me in my mind even these so-called peaceful protesters are like useful idiots for this evil revolution which some might call communist what do you say do you agree with that so what I'm what I'm about to say applies only to the peaceful protesters not to the lot to not to the rioters or the looters because they don't care about George Floyd they don't care about yeah. statism they don't care about anything for the peaceful protesters, I think it's the exact opposite of what you're saying. They're they're rising up to overthrow state of, statism. George Floyd was the victim of a statist murder. Now, this doesn't mean that I agree. I, I would agree with everything that they believe politically. 
And I definitely have some issues with the overall national Black Lives Matter organization because that has nothing to do with black lives. It's been co-opted by white progressives. But what, what, a, lot, what a lot of uh, people on the right don't understand is that the local groups of Black Lives Matter and even other groups are not necessarily affiliated with that. They're not necessarily pushing that agenda. But it's not just Black Lives Matter who are peacefully protesting. These are just regular everyday people who just want to see an end to this level of police brutality, which, by the way, doesn't only include situations where somebody ends up dead. It can also include excessive force. It, it can include a lot of different things that bad police officers do to uh, to, to American citizens. I don't like the term police brutality. I think it is better described as excessive force because brutality doesn't really describe a lot of these things. And we outside viewers are more like, say, faint of heart than the people who are actually doing the job and in the midst of the heat of the moment, the situation. Um, and my view of the Black Lives Matter from the start, it was founded by these radical leftist black lesbians Alicia Garza, um, T Opal Tometi, and that woman, she, she came on the Jesse Lee Peterson show and hung up on him. Um, I'm blanking on her name. But anyways, um, isn't it interesting that they call these protests much better, uh, mostly peaceful and legitimate, when they didn't call the Tea Party that, they didn't call these anti-lockdown protests that, they're they're kissing up to them because they're leftists. I'm saying they, I'm referring to the media and the politically correct people. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're talking about the media being corrupt, uh, you're not going to get any disagreement from me on that. All right. I mean, the corp I, I always say the corporate press is the enemy of the people. So, I mean, the way they, the way they cover these things is, is designed to push a particular agenda and not one that has anything to do with benefiting black people or anybody else. I say the same about the corporate corporations in general. I see all these like Uber Eats and Yelp and uh, all these different, you know, things, Instagram, Twitter, doing this hashtag Black Lives Matter, support black owned businesses. It seems so just phony and put on and just fake. And wasn't it, were you as disgusted as I was at Drew Brees? Um, the football player licking boots to the, the Colin Kaepernick's false narrative. And Trump was right to push love for the country. Do you agree? Uh, with Drew Brees, I mean, I don't respect the fact that he just gave in. I don't necessarily yeah. agree with him. And I also don't 100% agree with Colin Kaepernick either. Uh, right. the, with his protests, I didn't disagree with what he was protesting. I just didn't think that that was a very good and effective way to do it. But he made his decision, and I'm, I'm not—I'm not even sure about his motives either. But I think for me, what I look at is the overall point. Does this need to stop? I mean, we can call it excessive force or police brutality, because I think you're—you're you're right in one sense, because police can overstep their bounds without necessarily being brutal. Either way, it's statism, and either way, it has to stop. So that's mainly what what I focus on. I mean, the a lot of that other stuff is just pageant pageantry and theater yeah. to me. Yeah, he's saying that that police are getting away with murder and going on paid leave and meanwhile like some have maybe well, i don't I know i haven't i haven't i don't know of a situation where that's happened but um what about black brutality there's like this is the elephant in the room you know and what about blacks this epidemic of blacks resisting arrest and running from the cops 
That's never, I don't ever hear that really addressed in the mainstream that this is a problem, we gotta stop it. Sometimes I hear like, there's some black groups that's, that want to train kids how to, how to act around the cops. But the underlying theme of it, and that's, that's fine, but the underlying theme of it is this pretense that cops are racist. You know, I, this is so disgusting. Have you, where is the well, focus on what the blacks are doing wrong? It's so one-sided. It's like the worse blacks get, the more perfect the cops have to be. And of course the cops are getting, maybe getting worse too because society is declining. Yes, I mean, and, and the thing is, and I think w one of the damaging narratives here is that black people do not care about these issues and black people don't try to address them in our own community. The fact is we do. If you if you ask any average black man or woman what they tell their kids or what they talk to, to with, uh, with other black people, what, what do they tell you? They'll say, if you get pulled over, your hands on, on the wheel, you, you call us the officer, sir, or whatever, you show respect, you do not resist arrest because that can end up with you dead. And, and, and reali realistically, the majority of black people do not resist arrest. The majority of black people do not disrespect police officers. So the ones who do, I mean, in those situations, I mean, I'll, I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, you probably shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, I'm not going to excuse an officer who was overstepping his boundaries because they need to be held accountable too. The, these are government officials who have been given the authority to take away our rights when they deem it necessary. So as a conservative, as somebody who doesn't trust the government, who is skeptical, who wants limited government, I'm not just gonna give them a free pass just because they have a badge on. They need to be held to a level of accountability as well. But going back to what you were saying, in the black community, we do talk about these things and we do hold each other accountable. You just never hear about it. Take, a, take one wild guess as to why that is. Well, I mean, you could blame the media, but. I don't really see it on a mask. I don't see the black the black leaders at the top dealing with these issues. The ones who are in who the, are the black leaders, the so-called black, black leaders. leaders, the 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 pastors, so-called, and the activists who go on TV and talk, and the people on Black Twitter that I see. I don't see the regular ones fighting against this stuff, against putting pointing a light on on the blacks and how they're acting. And it is, you're right, it might not be a, a, most of them, but it is way out of proportion. Like, I saw a statistic from a few years ago in, out of San Francisco. Blacks were, according to, maybe the police re released this, eight to nine times more likely to resist arrests than other races over there. And so it is way out of proportion. Well, and you got to also keep in mind that we we encounter the police a lot more often than 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 white Americans and other Americans as well. But that's so because of the black crime, right? Some of it is because of the black crime. Some of it is just because of over policing. There's also other factors that come into play, like like arrest quotas. We have that in a lot of police agencies where they're where they're where they're basically driven by fear to make more arrests or to make more busts. And where are they where, where are they going to go to do that? They're not going to go to Beverly Hills, right? No, they're they're, they're going to go to watts they're going to go to, to bad areas where they know that they can most likely find something that they can use to make an arrest so I, I it doesn't surprise me that black people might be more likely to resist arrest if they're if they're encountering encountering police more often i mean you look at how uh, stop and frisk was used under uh, uh mike bloomberg in new york city he drastically increased the amount of interactions between 
not positive reactions or uh, interactions, but negative interactions between minority Americans and the police. So it does make sense that that number would, would be up. But that being said, but, uh, you're never going to you're never going to hear me tell tell say that. Well, you should never resist arrest. I mean, maybe there might be some situations where that's appropriate, but in most cases, if you want to stay alive, try try to do something about it later. But here's the thing. A lot of these instances of police brutality brutality don't even get reported. I mean, the guy that killed uh, George Floyd had 18 complaints, but how many weren't weren't submitted to the police department? Why would they submit it to the police department, submit a complaint when it's the same department that employs that officer? They're going to get protected and the police do get protected. And to, uh, just real quick, to go back to what, what you were saying before about uh, police officers usually getting away with this stuff, only like 36% of police officers actually uh, get prosecuted. And of that number, only about 33 get convicted. And an even smaller percentage actually see jail time if they are convicted. That's not the same for, the, for, for civilians, right? So there is a problem here with a lack of accountability on the part of our police as well. But you, but that sounds like it's presuming that accusations are evidence. Accusations fly all the time. Blacks and others falsely accuse, especially cops and others, regularly. I mean, the, the Me Too movement was a crazy example of women accusing men and gays accusing men. But it's, you, me, you mentioned over-policing. But what does that mean? Because we need high crime areas need this broken windows policing and stop and frisk that doesn't have to be a negative encounter if you are on board with wanting crime to lower in the community you should be fine with being stopped and frisked that's not a lack of dignity if you're innocent who cares that is the exact same type of thinking that leads to tyranny that leads to statism. So, I mean, it's, it's I but, mean, and I've been stopped and frisked before. Well, one sec, I, I've been stopped and frisked before too, when I lived in Ranch Cucamonga, not very far from where you are. Yeah. And it didn't happen to me as much as it happened to people in New York. So it was an, an annoyance to me. But imagine if you get stopped and frisked and you, and you can't even leave your house with getting stopped and frisked. That, that's what was happening to people in New York under Bloomberg. So there, the, I understand that if an officer sees somebody who is actually acting suspicious, I have no problem with a with, with with an officer going over and asking some questions, but if they're basically just making stuff up just to accost pe accost people, hoping that they'll find some marijuana or something else, that's a problem. That 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 is not what the Constitution was was supposed to be protecting. Listen, that's fine. I generally agree with the principle of it, but the worse the worse the people get, the more excuses you give the state to s step forward because you're going to increase. The support for that kind of uh, stuff because the crime is so out of control. So it's kind of like the, the freedom was made for moral people. And the more immoral the people get, the less freedom they're going to have. I mean, that's just reality. You can, you can be for decreasing the state all you want, but you're, you have to have people be f good. And the people are not good. <laughs> In New York, it's still out of control. I mean, it's gotten, I mean, I don't know about how Bloomberg was. I know that it's, uh, I know that it's, um, that Bloomberg's kind of a liberal. Anyways. Yeah. Um, black on black crime. We're at the bottom of the hour. We have like 30 minutes to go. Tell okay. your story with this. You mentioned that you, ha I think you, you said you grew up with a single mother and you had a brother who was a victim of black on black crime. Is that right? 
a uh, cousin, not not a brother. I, I don't have siblings, but um, uh, I have a cousin who who was a victim of that in Pomona, California. I won't go too much into detail about that because it's family stuff. But um, but I mean, when it comes to black on black crime, I think one of the prevailing myths on the right is that black people don't care about black on black crime, and it is a myth. Now, if you're talking about the media not caring about it, you're one hundred percent right. But when it comes to the black community, we have hundreds of thousands of organizations all across the country that are specifically designed to decrease black on black crime. And here in the, in the, I don't really even like using the, the label black on black crime because most crime is within the same race. Right. Right. But, but you, but, but is, is, I know it, you're going to go with a 50% statistic. I, well, I, I wasn't going to use that doing. one, but it is way out of proportion to other white on white crime. And, and, other, and, and, and that's why I consider it to, and that's why I consider it to be a problem. It's it's far it's far too high. But I'm not the only one that cares about this. In the black community, you, like I said, you have tons of organizations who have been able to, to get results. I mean, in, in several major cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, which you guys always love to bring up, crime has decreased. In, in 2019, homicides had decreased for the third year in a row. So it, this isn't necessarily the easiest problem to fix. Now, some of it had to do, do with policing and, and better policing that helped to de decrease that. But also these organizations are dedicated to intercepting kids before they get into gang life. They're, they're also dedicated to providing better, uh, better economic resources, jobs, things like that, so that they're not even tempted to get into that life. Like a guy I know, Shakem Ameniket, he's in uh, uh, North Charleston in South Carolina. He runs a community resource center that has a computer lab. It's all outfitted. He's he's got he's got food pantry. It's it's amazing. And the things that they've been able to do in the community. These are the types of things that decrease violent crime. It's not just a matter of just sending a bunch of police in there because realistically, that's not going to uh, really solve the problem. It's only a component of a of, of a much larger picture. But that's why that's why I support Jesse Lee Peterson so much because he gets at the root. Because what's wrong with the blacks that the crime is that out of proportion. It's not about, it's not just about jobs and keeping the kids out of trouble with programs and stuff. They need families and that's, and they need morality and responsibility. And you say that the blacks care about black on black crime and I, I'm sure a lot of them care, but so many of these people who care, I'm using air quotes, <laughs> are, uh, They'll turn around and stab Jesse in the back, metaphorically speaking, right? They hate Jesse. And Jesse's, like, addressing the real solution of morality, um, turning back to men as opposed to putting women in charge and all that stuff. What's wrong with the blacks? <laughs> and uh, the other thing, the other thing, oh, you ahead, mentioned um, that they care and that they, um, you know, sometimes they do these demonstrations, which I don't think they, I don't think demonstrations really do anything except for political pressure. But what gets them riled, like a lynch mob, is when a perceived white person kills a black person, perceived to be unjustly. That's what gets them riled. That's what gets them out on the street like mad. It's not just the media, because it's not the media putting these people out on... I mean, it is kind of the media riling them, but they get riled and out on the streets around the country over this George Floyd thing which in my mind is a questionable situation. I don't know what the truth is about George Floyd, but let's not get into that argument. But elaborate for me just a minute on what you think of Jesse Lee Peterson, and I'll say what I think of him. 
Yeah, so um, I, it, with, Je with Jesse Lee Peterson, it's not that I disagree. Uh, there's a, there, there are some areas where I do agree with him. Um, there are areas where I don't. And when I said that statement that um, I actually like black people, I'm sorry, like when you say the things that he says, it's hard for me to buy that you actually like black people. You can't say things like black people destroy while white people build. Black people have built a lot in this country. Every race and culture has flaws. White people has, have caused a lot of destruction. Every race and culture has. So for him to just single out black people with that, how do you think you're going, like, for instance, like, like let me just back up. I want more black people to join the conservative movement. I think you would agree with me on that. If you want that to happen, how do you do that by demeaning black people? It doesn't work that way. It's one thing to point out issues in the culture, and but also to acknowledge the, the societal impact of the situation that a lot, a lot of black people find themselves in. But to use that type of insulting and demeaning approach is the same thing with Candace Owens and a lot of the other black conservative establishment that, that I've, I've been debating with and, and, and arguing with. It's not going to help. And I actually want this to change. That approach that Jesse Lee Peterson has been using towards the black community has been done for almost 60 years. And it hasn't made a dent. Black people are still voting overwhelmingly for Democrats. Democrats can take them for advantage, take them for uh, granted for that reason. So when I see people doing more to repel black people than attract, I'm going to have a problem with it because at this point, I'm tired of it. We need to make some changes here. And what GLP does as far as uh, addressing the black community, it's not going to work. You can't say that you can't think of a single thing that black people have gotten involved in that they haven't destroyed and then expect black people to look at and be like, oh, yeah, I want to join up with that guy. No, it, it doesn't work that way. I, I see that as just telling the loving truth. Because he treats everybody that way, he treats his own friends that way, when he's telling them the truth about themselves. It is reality. He's not saying they never did, but he's talking about present day, that's all they're used for. And this gets me to my, uh, my, my impression real quick of the, mm -hmm. the black conservatives and anybody else who think that Jesse doesn't love blacks, is that they're like a mama, like a mother, like, oh, don't be so hard on them. It's not going to make them want to, you know, agree with you or whatever. Feeling sorry for the people who are subjected to the harsh truth. And they're like intellectuals. They're arrogant snakes. I have a bunch of people who call into my show regularly about this. I bet. And um, sometimes it's uncomfortable to the ego, but it's, but it's also the beautiful, refreshing, simple reality. Jesse is simple. And he's not into all these facts and details. So you may, like, for example, Trump. In general, he tells the truth. He's aimed at getting the truth. And sometimes he may say stuff that's not precise or whatever. And people, you know, the media calls him a liar. They call those lies, right? The same thing with Jesse. By the way, are you a Christian? I am. What is, where is your, like, wait-and-see attitude regarding... Jesse Lee Peterson and other blacks, like you've mentioned, and these cases like Ahmad, I call him Ahmad because it's Ahmad Arbery. <laughs> like, where is the wait and see? Like, let me just, it seems like this to me, but why don't you have that wait and see attitude? You're assuming that I don't. That's not the case. 
when the when the thing happened with Ahmad Arbery, and and in a lot of these cases, I do wait and see. I don't just react. In some cases, it's pretty clear what happened, so that you know when the other details emerge, I can't imagine a scenario where it's going to be justified, like with George Floyd. I can't imagine a single scenario that's going to ever justify what that officer did. Now, in the case of Ahmaud Arbery, and what a lot of people don't know is when that video hit, that was that was, that that hit two months after it happened. Yeah, so we already had we already had the facts. There were already news stories about it. We just didn't hear about it because it didn't make national attention. So when that video hit, I got on my Google like everybody else did, and I looked it up to see what happened. I saw what happened with the first district attorney, how she had to recuse herself. Then it later came out that she prevented the officers from arresting the McMichaels. Mm -hmm. Then I saw that the second district attorney who ended up having to recuse himself because of a of, of, of an apparent conflict. Okay, of what interest. It, let me let me stop you. I because we're running out of time. What oh, about, okay, okay. What about regarding how about with Jesse Lee Peterson then, very briefly? Uh, you're talking about wait and see with Jesse Lee Peterson, yeah. or see what you don't know, and he may not remember this. I met Jesse Lee Peterson when I was a much younger man. Uh, about probably 18, 19, maybe 20 years old. I met him at a house at, at a Republican function at a house in uh, in Upland, California. So I've known about him for a long time. He's been around for a long time. He's old school. And like I said before, he, him as well as the rest of the black conservative establishment have been using this messaging approach towards the black community for almost 60 years. Okay. I think there, I think it's beyond the time of waiting, waiting and seeing. I think we've seen it, it, it doesn't work. We need to try something new. Yeah, in some better. cases, in some cases, you're right. It doesn't take time. It just takes um, open eyes. So a lot of people stay blind. Okay, let's get into this thing that, and I do have calls. There's, tell me which of these things that you agree or disagree, because this is, was the whole point of bringing you on, which was very sure. interesting to me. Why, my view, blacks are used for destruction. Um, and I tweeted at you, look around everywhere, blacks are being used to push destruction. Destruction, Black Lives Matter and the fake racism lie. I'm sure you agree with me about that. I don't think that it's just blacks that are being used for destruction in that. I mean, who's doing a lot of the writing? Black people, Hispanics, and a lot of white people. I didn't, say just, I didn't yeah. say just blacks. I said blacks well, I, are being I, I, used. I'm getting to that. I'm, okay. I'm getting to that. So, yeah, I mean, the left uses everybody for destruction, but I don't necessarily think that any time a black person does something that we might not agree with that is destructive. Like the whole Black Lives Matter thing, before it was co-opted, I'm okay with people saying Black Lives Matter. It doesn't turn you into an SJW. When you see that, that no, black that's people an are being insult. mistreated. No, Black Lives insult. Matter is an insult. It is not an insult. Yes, it is. It's been portrayed that way by the right no. because they don't want they don't want you to know what it means. When they when people say black lives matter, they're not saying white lives don't matter. I, I they're not saying that. Hispanic lives don't matter. No. So it's so it's so to me there, there's nothing insulting about it. It is insulting. Now has now has that movement been used for destruction? Yes, I think so, which is why I don't necessarily co-sign the whole national Black Lives Matter organization. But for individuals who just want to protest uh, mistreatment by police officers, I don't think that's I don't think that's destructive. And so, yes, you do have black people who are acting in destructive ways. You also have black doctors, black lawyers, black businessmen, black entrepreneurs, black people who are using their wealth to try to and to, to to revitalize their communities. So it's not just a, a, a it's not just like a what's the word I'm looking for. It's not just a binary thing. It's not, it's not just, you know, black people are just destructive and only a few are good. But we're talking about the racism lie. That's why Black Lives Matter is insulting is because they're pretending 
like blacks aren't the ones who don't know that black lives matter. They're pretending that whites are the ones who are disregarding black lives and that that police are the ones who are disregarding blacks lives when it's the blacks who are throwing themselves away getting into these you know involved with crime resisting arrest running from the cops killing one another with abortion and all kinds of madness that's they're the ones who need to know that their lives matter not us You know, I think what, what, when it comes to that, I think there are black people who really don't feel like black lives matter. But I think that most of it is, is, is acknowledging that there is racism. I know Jesse Peterson pretends that there's no such thing as racism. There I isn't. don't buy that. So since racism does exist and does have an impact, it doesn't mean that we can't succeed in spite of racism. And that's where I come from as a conservative. I'm not the type who's going to say we can never get ahead because of racism. We, we've done it too many times. So I think we can. But when it comes to when, when you're talking about black people resisting arrest, that doesn't always happen. George Floyd, had, he had his knee on the guy's neck after he was unresponsive. He wasn't resisting. He was in handcuffs. So it's not always because black people resist arrest. And even so, that doesn't give people the right to use excessive force. Walter Scott was running away. Like you said, OK, well, maybe I wouldn't have run away, but he ran away and got shot in the back. That police officer went to jail for a good reason. It did nothing. It, this does not excuse anything that the state does just because they want to overstep their boundaries and think that they're going to get away with it. Where is the racism, so-called racism, in those two cases, George Floyd and uh, Walter Scott? Where's the racism? I don't see it. Good question. Good question. That's why I don't always go to race when it comes to these issues. And when I say racism, I'm do. talking about other issues. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't mean I have to agree. Now, for all I know. Uh, uh, Officer Chauvin could be a virulent racist. I have no idea. I can't read his mind. It's not like it was back in, say, the 60s where people are really open about it. They hide it. So when I focus, when I see a case like that, I focus on the statism, not the racism, because I don't, I don't, I don't know if he was racist or not. Maybe he did have an implicit bias. Maybe he didn't. All I know is that what he did was wrong. In the case of Walter Scott, would he have shot a white man? Maybe not. I tend to, my gut tells me he probably would have, but I can't prove that. I can't read his mind. What, but what I do know is that he shot a man, I think, eight times while he was running away. That's wrong. That needs to be punished. Back in the olden days, before the 70s, when the, when the Supreme Court made this decision that you can't shoot a fleeing suspect, that wouldn't, have been, that wouldn't have been against the law because he had already run and fought off the officer. They were in a fight, and he fought him off and ran again. In the 1800s, slavery was legal, too. So what? But this, but where, where, anyways, whatever, it's ridiculous. In my opinion, this whole racism thing, <laughs> this whole racism thing, that's, you say that you're not a Marxist, but you're falling for the Marxist lie, which is destructive to the blacks, especially actually, and the America in general. It's an attack on whites only really of so-called racism. It's such a shame. How about the LGBTQIA stuff? The blacks are used like crazy for the that. Alphabet people. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine. On, on that point, I will not disagree with you. On, on that last point, I will not disagree with you. And of course, but, you but, agree with me about them supporting Democrats at 90, 96, 98 percent in some cases. There's a reason for that, and I don't think we have time to discuss it all. <laughs> you shouldn't be making excuses for that. You can you can blame the Republicans. Yes, they do share the blame, but you should not excuse the 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 useful idiot follower blacks for falling for that. You, there's, there's no excuse for that. 
what are they falling for? They're falling for Democrats who are like about everything evil, abortion, fake attacks on whites, racism, all that madness, destruction of the let family. Me ask you, let me ask you this then. If you live in a city and they has a city council and a mayor, how do you vote for a Republican mayor when we're, when a Republican isn't even running? How do you vote for a Republican city council member when they're not even running? You can and blame- the ones that do run don't get any support from the national party. You need a huge political machine to counter the Democratic machine, which has gotten even stronger in the black community because the Republicans abandoned it over 60 years ago. So it's not just, so you can't just put it on black people. They can't vote for people who aren't there. It, it, it's impossible. <sighs> That's that's a, that's a dumb excuse because they are voting Democrat consistently, and it's not How do you just vote local. Republican when they're not there. You can you can that's pathetic. That's pathetic. Anyways, what uh, was supposed to make up a Republican? There's more. There's Republicans voting at. Did he freeze? He's still there. You still there? Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. The family destruction. They're leading the way in the family destruction and in abortion way out of proportion amongst the blacks. They're used all the time by Planned Parenthood to pretend that, oh, wanting to stop abortion and all that um, madness is is racist. They're they're used to push this soft on crime and punish the innocent stuff. We saw it with the lockdown protests. They acted like they acted like these people, most of them white, I guess, and the Tea Party wanted were like racist and or um, You know, not for they they didn't have any legitimate complaint. And then when the blacks complaining about the rare instance of a cop killing them unarmed, they uh, go crazy. That's that's the, soft the on corporate media. They're letting the people out of media jail. Is also the enemy of white people too. You're yeah, right. They are. I, I agree with. It. I, I wanted to. I wanted to address because you brought that up before. Yeah, the the, the far progressive left is anti-white. I mean, I'm not talking about all of everybody on the left. I'm talking about the far left progressives. Yeah, if you guys go out and, and, you, and you want to protest the lockdowns, they're going to smear you in large part because of the color of your skin. I, I, I do believe that. It seems like the whole Democrat Party is far left now. I mean, with I'm not talking about the, all the voters, maybe, but the establishment right. is far left. Um, well, OK, go ahead. They're putting women in charge. Blacks putting women in charge. You have to agree with me that that's wrong because look at what that's done to the black community. And Jesse's right about that with the single mothers raising violent children and not his crazy. It's out of control. No, that, that is a problem. I, and th- that is an area where I do agree with Jesse Lee Peterson. I'm, I'm not uh, discounting the impact of the breakdown of the family. That has had a huge impact. I'm just saying that it's not the only impact. I'm saying that there are a lot of others. I grew up with a single mother. Like you said, I would have rather had both of my parents. But um, the, 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 the government did incentivize that. And again, that's the state. So, But the state right, can't. But- I don't know that the state can solve that problem. That, that's something that we need to work on in our community, which... Again, we are. Bond is not the only organization dedicated to, to rebuilding the man and to keeping families together, or at least keeping parents involved in their children's lives. All right. Um, let's talk briefly, before I get to calls, about the infighting among conservatives, including, and maybe even especially, but maybe, maybe just including amongst black conservatives. You guys don't seem to get along with each other at all. Like, you form these different factions. I guess that's reality nowadays in all, everybody who's supposed to be like on the side of what's right. Um, it, to me, it looks like pettiness, jealousy, selfish pride. 
And you do see it with the alt-right and the whites, but I'm, we're talking about blacks today. Uh, right. Blacks don't like each other, and other black conservatives still hate white people. They still believe in this racism lie. That is a pretty intellectually lazy uh, uh, viewpoint on that. None of us hate white people. I love. Uh, you, 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 I'm surprised you didn't ask me the question, uh, James. Do what? I love white people? Yeah, I love white people. Yeah, that's Jesse's question. I, love white I didn't people. think of it. I, well, that's okay. I, I did it for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, but but I also love black people. I, I also love my people as well. And so, the infighting that you're saying it, it has nothing to do with, with, with hating white people. None of us hate white people. Even even when we talk about it behind closed doors, we're not hating white people. Do we want white people on the right to have a more holistic view of the black community? Yes. Do I want them to see that black conservatives are not a monolith? Yes. For for decades, and I've been a conservative for a while, but about fifteen years. So I you didn't you, vote for Obama, did you? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> you vote no. for Trump? Uh, I, I didn't end vo- voting in this last election, actually. And this current one. Uh, I was going to. Now I'm. Um, I, I don't know what I'm going to do in November. Wow. Uh, I guess we'll figure that. Out. I'm definitely not going to vote Democrat. I'll tell you that. The last Democrat I voted for was uh, John Kerry, and that was back when I was a Democrat. So mm-hmm. you have to cut me some slack on that. <laughs> but, but, um, but, but to get back to your question, though, um, the rift that you're seeing in the Black conservative movement is basically based on. A lot of what I said, like a lot of black conservatives are really tired of there only being one type of message out there that we know doesn't work. And that's what's elevated on the right. So it's not necessarily differences in policy, because I'm sure that if we sat down on policy, 80, 90 percent, we're going to be in we're going to be in, in, in agreement. But it's just the notion that you're elevating people who say things like black culture is a joke and, and pretending like they're actually going to convince black people to come over to the right. It's not going to happen. And I'll tell you right now, black black Democrats on the right, they're ready for it. They're ready for something different from the Democrats. You just never hear about it. Black people don't love the Democratic Party. They just don't really see the Republican Party as an alternative. And when they see the people who look like them on the right looking from far away, they're seeing them talking down to black people. They're seeing them only talk negatively about the black community. They're seeing them peddle lies about the black community, uh, just to be blunt. So they're thinking, okay, the Democrats suck, but this is the devil I know. I don't know what the hell these people are going to do. So, I, so that's a lot of the reason why a lot of us are pushing back, because one of the reasons why is that we want them to see, hey, we're not all alike here. There are, are, are actually black people who want to bring actual conservative, conservative solutions to black communities. But kissing up and being nice to the blacks and not telling them the harsh reality, because it is a harsh reality, is not going to. Does the Republican Party do what you're saying with impoverished white communities? No, they don't. They treat them with respect. All I'm asking is that the Republican Party, the conservative movement, treats Black Americans the same way they treat white Americans. And why are the Blacks so interested in somebody who looks like me thinking that way? I've I cannot even relate to that type of thinking. Yeah, you can. Everybody can. We're all tribal. But now, not in, not, not be... in terms of not in terms of the truth. Hearing the truth. Well, here's the thing. I mean, when you're talking about the truth, if you're looking at people again, because it's not just the black conservatives who do it, but if you're looking at a side that lies about your community, what lies? What's the truth? And the, the other thing is, well, Jesse well, Lee well, Peterson well, is hard. Jesse Lee Peterson is hardly black establishment. He's been around for thirty years at this, but he's not. 
he's too harsh for them because he's tell he's about the truth. And the Republicans are a bunch of rhinos anymore. They're not about truth anymore. Well, and they're also largely not about conservatism, yeah. conservatism either. I mean, you've, you've got some good people in there, but I mean, there's a lot who aren't. I agree with you on that. Uh, but again, like when, when, and, and again, I don't know how much time you have, but I mean, there, there are a lot of lies that are peddled by the right about the black name one for me. Holding it. So we just talked about one with the whole gang violence thing. Oh, that's a prevailing myth. Black people don't care about black on black crime. Well, we do. But it hasn't Another gotten lie. better because they're not addressing the root issue. I, I and we talked about that. I'm just saying All right. it's a lie that the, the notion that we don't care is a lie. Now, you may may agree or disagree with some of our solutions. That's one thing. But to say that we don't care is a lie that has been perpetuated. But they, uh, but lie. you see them riled like a lynch mob every time it's a white thing. They're riled like a lynch mob. They've become what they hate. And they so but, they hate white people. And then they um, they get all sad sometimes about the black crime and. I'm talking about on the whole. No. When a black person is killed by another black person in gang violence, you do see people take to the streets. You just never hear about it on the, on the media. But taking to the happen. streets isn't now, the now, solution. I'm not saying that that's the only solution. I'm just saying, you're, again, I'm talking about caring. They care. That's why they take to the streets. They don't just take to the streets when it's an, an officer. Now, I'm not care, saying this but happens, but they, I'm not saying that this happens every single time a black person is killed by another black person. And it doesn't happen every single time a black person is killed by a police officer. They, but, the, 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 but, then, but, but again, the notion that black people do not care about crime in their communities is a lie they, that is peddled on the right. And, and I'll, They I'll care, but the, they're the, blind the about it. Too. They may care, but they're blind about it. They have no wisdom as to how to deal with it. That can be another, that can be another conversation, but uh, I'm addressing what you, the question that you asked. You, gave, you asked me to give an example of a lie. That was an example of a lie. I don't, again, I don't see I how they have also. any. I don't see how they have any love for one another if, since they hate white people. And that's you're why they that, stay Democrat. You're assuming that all black people hate white people. Not all, you, most. You, sound, uh, you, you know what's funny? You sound just like Al Sharpton, just a white version of him. Because Al but, Sharpton, those types believe that most white people hate black people. You you sound just like him. You're two sides of the same coin. But that's but most white people don't hate the black truth people. And most the black lie. people don't hate white people. There's the truth and there's the lie, and then there's this that's soft. True. And both of those are version. lies. No, but you're giving a soft lie. Like oh, most blacks don't. We love white people. That's not true. Anyways, let me get. To, I have to get to, to some calls. Okay. Oh, promote your stuff. Tell the people how to get your stuff because we're running. Oh out yeah, of yeah. Sure. Uh, you can read my stuff on RedState.com. And at libertynation.com, and you can get me on Twitter at Jeff on the right. All right, appreciate you joining. Let me get to a caller or two. Maze out of Dayton, Ohio, my favorite caller actually. Maze. Yeah. Yes, James. Go for Black it. Last, I'm going to tell you, Black Lives Matter started in 1965. You go look it up, and then when it comes to him being a conservative for 15 years, you got people that's been conservative all their lives. They don't want to change over to be Democrats. Out of all of the mistreatments they got out of of both parties. They still became, I mean, were conservatives and Republicans. So I don't know what is, I've been 15 years, I was a Democrat. I don't believe in neither one of the parties because they two are the same. So I don't understand why anybody's in the party. The, because the, the party do the same thing. And when I hear somebody come out and say that, and then James, you a Caucasian sitting up there to tell the black community what they need to do. I'm, a, I'm American. I have the freedom of speech to say what I want. The black Maze. community did not bring rules into the black community. You need to see they continue to, though. And the things that's doing to mess it up. And y'all post, y'all post is the black community 
uh, abortion and blacks killing blacks. But when the opioid epidemic came along, y'all did help for each other, trying to get a, uh, came up with a bill and all of this stuff. What did you do when it was dropped off in, in the other community? Nothing. Hey, look at that. Put them in jail. I ain't seen nobody going to jail for opioid. Maze. So when you sit on Maze. your pedestal to sit and try to tell us what we think in your mind, look at your problems and have somebody on the show that look like you, and y'all sit there and discuss it and let us understand where y'all coming from. Thanks for showing how you and hate. I'm not a Democrat Thanks for showing how you hate white people, Mace. I don't hate anybody. Yes, you do. You're you fake. You tell me who I hate in your mind. That's You're not even showing it because there's no love in either one of the parts. I'm going to put you on hold if you don't be quiet because I'm trying to respond. No. All right. Mays, behave. So it's intellectually lazy to say that the, the Republicans and the Democrats are the same. Nowadays, yes, they are because the <clears throat> rhinos are pathetic and roll over. But in reality, the platform is t- completely different. The Republicans are supposed to believe in God, family, the country, law and order, all that stuff. And so, mm-hmm. no, you're wrong about that. And then you talk about the opioid thing. That's, a f- that's another uh, yes. Okay, present day. The leadership and policing is so politically correct and weak, so that's a totally different situation from back in the 90s. And the other thing about the 90s was the crack epidemic was associated with violent crime. Yes, the people are dying from opioids at a way higher rate, but that's not necessarily violent crime, murders like crazy. I wish that we would throw the people in jail for the opioid stuff. That would be nice, but it's... A completely different situation that's a fake idea saying oh it's racist because they kiss up to the whites and feel sorry for the whites who are dying of opioids but the blacks are dying in the crack epidemic they're killing they were killing one another that's why I didn't mind Hillary Clinton calling them super predators <laughs> so can I finish James? yeah I thought you were done and as I was as I was saying you look at the black community but you don't look at your own community you a Caucasian in your man you, you don't, don't know what, what you're, you're talking about, about. you're the one who you doesn't look at the blacks Anyways, Mays, no, let, no, let me be qui- let me have like you be quiet because I want oh, Jeff to respond to anything. Oh, I that- to give, oh, and then I was Go for it. Hurry up. <laughs> We're out of time. Jeff is speechless too yeah. because 15 years of being a, a Republican, really. Colin Powell been all his life. He never changed. I don't hate him because he's still a Republican. He changed. No, he's a Democrat now. <laughs> Anyways, anything, Jeff, yeah. to this? Yeah, yeah. I, I love this lady. I, I, I love this lady. The, the, the one thing that she said that both parties have done wrong to black people. And the thing is, when I'm talking about getting more black people over to the right, I don't want black people voting 90% for either party. I know. If, 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 the, well, if, actually, black, people are, if black people are going to have more electoral power, it's better if our votes are, are spread out. So yeah, she, she's right. But if we're voting 90% for Democrats, they have no incentive to change anything. But that doesn't make but sense, Jeff. I got to go, Mace. You have okay. a good day. If he's in either one of the party, there's something wrong because you got to see what they're doing because what are they bringing to what with all the hate that they spend? Don't tread on me and all this different stuff that the party that Jane belonged to. So why you want to be involved with anything like that? All right, bye. Good. You have a good day, Mace. That's, uh, that's an insane statement for you to say that you don't want blacks voting 90% for Republicans. What is good about the Democrat platform. I mean, yes, the Republicans are so much rhinos now. I understand. But one is for the side of good. Why did you even become a Republican? (laughs) If you don't want them. So let me answer that. All right. And then we got to end. We're like over time. Go for it. Let's say if if 95% of white people voted for Republicans, and let's say 95% of black people voted for Republicans, Republicans are a political party. What do you think they're going to do when they don't have to compete for our votes? Are they really going to care about about you? Are they going to care about me? Hell no. 
That's why I think it is good to have more than one party because that way, if one party is in control, they can they can lose it. And right now, there is no threat of them losing uh, the Democrats losing the black vote because the GOP won't compete. When they do start to compete, things will get better for us. It'll get better for you. It'll get better for for all of America. But we need to return to morality because most of the Republicans now are so phony. That's why I loved Trump coming on the scene and being a contrast because he was real. Um, oh my gosh. Let me 30. Let's give me one more minute, Joel. I want to get Lucas out of Alhambra, California in. Go for it, Lucas. Hey, hey um, I just wanted to make uh, one comment about uh, your guest's opinion about Jesse. Uh, I'll make it really quick. Um, is Well, first of all, his foundation, when he first started it, he was trying to rebuild the black man specifically. I watched a lot of his old ones. Yep. And and uh, he calls white people weak all the time. And, and he he's calls white people weak. And I'm white. I'm a white Hispanic. So... I mean, it's not like he just singles out black people. And he's black, so you're getting it from the source. I mean, he's been through a lot. So I don't see why you wouldn't just want to listen to it and take all take it all in, you know, and not just get mad about words like, oh, they, they're made to, you know, cause, like destroy. That's just a, just a word. Overcome it. I appreciate it, Lucas. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I came to Jesse. I started coming to Jesse's church because of the Christianity. Like, he's like one decent example of Christianity in Los Angeles or California. And that's why I keep up with Jesse. It doesn't have anything to do with him being hard on the blacks or not. What do you, you have any response to Lucas? Yeah. I mean, and I know about Jesse Peterson's organization. I remember him talking about it at the, the meeting that I, where I did meet him. Here's my thing. When somebody on the left call calls me an Uncle Tom or a coon, which hasn't happened in a while, but back when it did, there was nothing about that that made me even want to listen to what they had to say. I don't take them seriously because they don't deserve to be taken seriously. They don't have minds. This, but the, the reverse is also true. You can't insult somebody into, into joining your cause. And I think he knows this. I think we all know it. But I no, mean, that's it not is reality, it is. man. There's, there's people waking up across all races thanks to Jesse's work because he's about truth. And he's not even really into this, this black stuff anymore. But he's into That's just true. telling the yeah. truth. He's into helping people and waking people up, opening eyes. And <laughs> this thing about insults, he's telling the harsh truth. And there's, there's like every now and then you'll, you'll pretty much every week you hear a black call in, a new black call in. Saying, oh my gosh, you're right. And so this thing about insults, that's weak. Let me quickly get to Chris, and then we'll, out of, uh, out of Dodge City, Kansas. Chris, 30 seconds, go. With, uh, I appreciate right. you hanging over, Jeff, by the way. All right. Jeff Charles. Uh, Mr. Charles. Mr. Charles. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, my name is Chris. You mentioned something that I think is very important in my mind. It's the idea of statism. You said that you focus on the issue of statism, uh, if I understood you correctly. And my yes. sense of it, having worked in racial reconciliation when I was younger, in fact, I was one of the architects of the whole concept of white privilege back in the late 80s and into the 90s. Um, and I know why we did that. And it's a, it, you know, I, I've repented from that scam. But... Uh, statism, as long as we focus on uh, race, as long as we, uh, this creation of race and racism, 
and white privilege and all these things have been created uh, over the years. Can there be any unity? Uh, and, and are these issues really the things that the state, people in power, um, use to make sure that they stay in power? Um, and, and that they're and that they're they're able to build their their own wealth at the expense of other people. Um, and statism is a very communist uh, idea and concept. It just seems that uh, what we're doing with with race uh, in this day and time, we should be intelligent enough to stop focusing on that and stop talking about it uh, because we got to end. Chris created to divide people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All Thank right. you. Take care, Chris. Thank you, sir. Jeff, anything yep. else? Man, that was a really good question. I, I would love to have more time to address that. But, but I, I will say, you know, like I said, in these situations, I'm not saying that race isn't involved because sometimes it might be, sometimes it may not be. But the key point is the statism, like the caller said. He was absolutely right. And it kind of brings up the question, why doesn't the media report on situations where white people experience police brutality? There's a reason for that. And All we'll right. have to talk about that again. Thank you, Chris. Jeff, maybe we'll have you back. It'll be fun. I enjoyed talking with you. And uh, maybe yeah. when I get, maybe when I go to two hours, we'll have more time. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Take care. And callers you and too. viewers, I can't really get to your comments and super chats. I will be reading them tomorrow on the Hake Report Monday. So thank you, Chris. I mean, thank you, uh, Jeff Charles. Jeff on the right thank on you. Twitter. And you can find his writings there as well through that. Take care.